I arrived at writing on photographs from a frustration with the medium. I was frustrated by the silence of the still photograph. Photography is much like writing to me. It's a voice. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio. And this is Ward. And this is episode 184 for the end of May. <laughs> I want to make sure I get that right. I'm like looking at my notes. It's 184 for end the of end May. of May yeah. 2023. Yeah. The year is flying by, my friend. Uh, please. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, this week is uh, coming up as the... Uh, memorial for my wife we're doing on Sunday right. coming up. And so that's, I'm trying to get everything together for that, which is like, a, it's like getting together for a party. And I wasn't very good at this. Elizabeth was really good at this. I was like, yeah. I was like trying to hopefully her essence was trying to creep in here to try to tell me, you know, yeah. do it this way, do it that way. Make sure you have this, make sure you have that. So I spent the day good, At least she was telling you what to do. It's not just shaking her head. Like, what are you doing? No, no. She's <laughs> Yeah, I think that's what would happen with me. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. She. She. We. Uh. I'm. I'm gonna be setting out like these notepads or notepaper in the shape of butterflies, mm. and uh, got pens with that are with have uh, sunflowers on the end of them and butterflies in the end and and I'm gonna encourage people to write notes to her to me, mm. memories whatever and then stick them onto a board. Cool. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, and I was trying to figure out how to do the pens because I bought these pens with little butterflies on the end of them and sunflowers. Mm. But I was like, I don't have anything to put them in on the table. And then all of a sudden, something appeared like in my mind, which is I'm sure Elizabeth saying, "Look here!" And all of a sudden, I found all these bar uh, ball jars. You know, the ball preserving oh, yeah. jars. Yeah. And I had, I had a dozen of them, which is exactly the amount Perfect. that I need. And I I dropped them in there, and it looked like a little bouquet. And I know she likes ball jars, and I was like, I was like. Thank you. And so I have right. these things. But yeah, it's it's I'm putting together a slideshow and I'm editing a video. Uh, and that's that's a bit hard. It's going through a lot of the memories of seeing her again and listening to the music and stuff like that. So it's been mm -hmm. a, it's and this is only Monday and yeah. it's kind of like a you know, a, you know, a real um, test of my well, it's not even a test of my endurance. It's just it it brings it up. So but it's fun to look at the old pictures, you know. It's actually, even though it makes me sad, it's a lot of fun to see a lot of old stuff, especially with her and her friends. And actually, oh, I, I found a whole bunch of her negatives. Oh. She, yeah, I found she had, she had 35 millimeter negatives and I think 127, is that correct? 127, yeah. Were, they, were those the square ones? They were square and they didn't they have square. any. Yeah, they were square, yeah. Yeah. These square, small square negatives, yeah. and she also had contact sheets. So I got to yeah. skim through them. The contact sheets are color, and they're kind of fading, and the whole thing is very dusty. So I'm, I haven't. I just sort of skimmed through it uh, to see what she was doing. And I don't know if I have time to scan any of these for the uh, for the memorial, but I've, I found this. I didn't even know she had this stuff. This wow. was just I was looking on the shelf there, and I found these these negatives and stuff. And and she was actually a pretty good photographer. Some of the stuff she did some nudes of a friend and other portraits and um just like very abstract kind of stuff maybe what i'll mm -hmm. do is scan them maybe we can f fit that into a show somehow um okay. but i kind of like to show off the work not the nudes of course but because uh, i don't know who that is and i don't want to do that but the, they look nice like they were very mm -hmm. welcome i was like she was really I, and i didn't know this about i knew she was a i knew she liked taking pictures I knew she did that once before, but I never. She never showed me this stuff, hmm. and so the sort of an interesting discovery. To, Very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just remembered that. Um, anyway, how are you? Sorry, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. Weather's very warm. We're getting oh. up into the 80s now for us. Is, 80s is warm. Yeah. Whoa. So usually that's right. in July and August. Here it's not even June yet, and we're getting yeah. these high temperatures and. Weather's kind of crazy. The smoke, we had issues with smoke here uh, from the wildfires north of us. Um, th that's lessened to a great degree. 
And now we're kind of in the beginning of the um, thunderstorm and hail season. Oh. <laughs> so, well, you know. Was it, do those give you any chances to photograph, like do landscape kind of stuff? Um, do... Yeah, I could. We, um, and we'll talk about it a bit later, we towed our trailer out to the stampede grounds out at Hand Hills. And we were, when we came back and there it's east, it's about a two hour drive east of here. When we were coming back, we were driving uh, towards a line of storms Ooh. that were in the Western horizon. And I was driving, so I didn't take any pictures, but Marcy took some. I, I love photographing really storms. Them, yeah. I don't know why. There's something awesome about yeah. storm clouds and just that whole thing. And um, Do you ever do that? Do you ever take shots of that stuff? I have. Um, it's been a long time. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And and I, it, I would, I'd certainly like to be a storm chaser, but I, I just <laughs> I don't have the energy. Oh, where is this? So it's 60 miles north of here. Oh, well. well. I'll just wait um, until it comes. Just wait till it comes down way. here. Yeah, exactly. And by then, yeah. it's all dissipated, and you know, yeah. you get a little bit of rain, and that's about it. I would say that's on my bucket list, but I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Like, there's something cool about it, and there's something that scares the crap out of me about big clouds doing things and wind. Um, it must be a little bit of the agoraphobia that I have. I don't know. The, yeah. You know, the well, big you have to come over. We'll fix you. Oh, I'll fix you. Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. <laughs> strap me to just the top. Just put you of the right car. in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the middle of it. Put oh. you in the middle of a wheat field where you yeah. can't hear anything but the wind. I love photographing clouds. I mean, when I get them out my window sometimes, and I photograph them, and they look like they could be any place, like some place out west. You know the billowy puffy things and every now and then a plane going across it so this little plane yeah. and giant clouds i really like yeah. that i tell you stuff. what i'll get marcy to send me some pictures and i'll do a little post on them and maybe we can get them in the show notes or something because oh, okay. they're okay. pretty spectacular and you can oh, see because yeah. of our altitude the storm clouds are quite low to the ground for oh, really than, than if you were at sea level or something so you can see the bands of rain come down in kind of an S shape as the wind is blowing it on its way down. That's something you don't normally see unless you're in an airplane or something. Oh, um, that would be cool to film. Patterns too. of, uh, of, of the precipitation coming down. So that's, that's fascinating. Yeah. And I was a weather nerd when I was a teenager too. So everybody's a weather nerd. I'm trying to nerd, you know, <laughs> name all the clouds you can see. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, I was just going to say we once had those clouds that looked like um, like water dripping from the ceiling. What are they yeah. called? The yeah, mammoths clouds. Mammoths, yeah. The, yeah. the boob clouds. The boob clouds. <laughs> the yeah. boob clouds. Every now and then I see them. I was like, "Ooh, does that mean we're going to get a tornado?" Because I know that was something like that. But it's anyway. like, what is your favorite cloud? Well, this week it's alto cumulus. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, welcome. Thanks for joining me tonight. But uh, I wanted you called to, and I'm here. I called and you're here. You're always here for the most part. We're, we've been doing this on good schedules here. It's great. Um, yeah, we've, I we think it's our, working out. I, yeah, actually, we make a schedule and we can stick to it if we yeah. know it's going to happen instead of rushing to go. Yeah, we we should do something next week and then we know it's there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the next thing is now planning out a little further what we're going to talk about, but yeah, and who we're going to have on the as guests. And stuff, we're but, doing the best we can. We're we only are. the people we are. We are. Oh, and uh, now that I remembered it, I wanted to apologize to everybody for the audio in the last episode. I have no idea what went wrong. I know I had a couple of messages from people saying, you guys have a great show. Your audio sucked. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, not nobody said that like that. I, I When I listen to it, because I don't really listen to the show when I'm editing, I, I've stopped going through the whole thing because it's just in terms of time, I know it, I'd like to cut out the ums and the wet mouth noises sometimes. <laughs> all right, but all right. TMI. I know, I know. <laughs> One day I was going to make a super cut of those. I'm going to oh, save them. Great. <laughs> that'll track. They'll be, that'll they'll track be mostly the mine. What are you kidding me? I'm the one with the sounds. Anyway, uh, yeah, we got some messages, uh, and then I listened to it, and it sounded like we were drifting away. And I had no idea where that was happening. I don't think it happened in the audio processing that I did. It's possible, but I don't think so because I processed everything this, the the same way that I always do. So anyway, I apologize for the sound. I hope you could have. I hope people did hear the show, and um, I didn't want to re-record it because we had such a thing there. So hopefully, you know, people, you know, sweat through the the, the bad audio. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'm gonna make fine. sure. You know, I've got multiple copies going on. I'm, I'll definitely listen to this time. 
cool. make sure we sound good. So anyway, we got these great mics and we got to sound good. Yeah, they sound particularly good tonight. I don't know what it is. I think it's the firmware upgrade we did. I the did firmware today. upgrade. Yeah, I, I don't did know a if firmware I did upgrade. I don't know. So I've never done a firmware upgrade on, on, on a on microphone. A mic microphone. Yeah, that's strange. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, before we get into our main topic, um, I wanted to just you know, it's in the news everywhere. There's a million freaking YouTube videos about it. Everybody's talking about the new beta version of Photoshop. Um, with its uh, AI, the generative AI in it. And I just wanted to mention it uh, and put a pin in it in a way because uh, I think this is gonna have to come in to our discussion at some point in the future. Yeah. I know we're gonna have to talk AI again in a different way, but uh, I've actually played with it. Uh, I have the, you know, anybody can download the beta if you're if you're part of the Adobe. So this, but this is in Photoshop, right? You're saying? It's in Photoshop. Yeah. Uh, you can, um, but it's in Photoshop beta, not the not oh, the newest oh. release. So you have to get the beta version, which if you have Adobe Creative Cloud, you can access the beta version. So it's fun to play with them because they've got all these different technologies that are just, hey, it's great to play with. And actually, I've used some of them to restore some photos of my wife that I found, prints that I scanned, and I was using some of the generative, not generative, this is other um, beta things. And, and it's fun to play with that to see what it's doing. Right. The generative AI is essentially you can you know you just draw you know a, a selection around something and you've got a little prompt box which you can either type in a prompt and say like you know add a car to the street you know um, but you can also remove things which is really interesting like you can just so a super heal kind of thing it's a, yes like a super context aware healing that would be uh, or great. Phil, Phil, I should say, uh, contacts okay. you know Phil. Hey, Phil, Phil's a very popular guy in 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 Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, so generative Phil. <laughs> there's, there's generative Phil. There's healing Phil. Anyway, uh, I played. What did I do? I I created a mountain. I had a mountain scene that I shot in in uh, Washington State, and I actually had it um, fill in the left and right portions of the picture. I, I extended the canvas and sort of finish the mountain because the mountain was cropped in the left and the right. And so I finished the mountain and there's a lake in the foreground. Right. And I had it do both sides and, and made it sort of more of a panoramic. And, you know, I, at first glance at screen res, it looked like you, there was no way you could tell that there was anything done to the picture. Uh, maybe if you pixel peep because there's there's uh, issues with the resolution, I think because it's beta, so the low resolution. So if you looked at it at 100%, you might see the, the obvious change but there's ways around that but anyway i i i did that and i was like wow i uh, and as i was just mentioning to you offline that you know i was going to say forget mid-journey ai and all these other things you really think it's that that big a shift i i think so i think so i could be wrong i mean i i could still kind of i mean i know the other ais are still in you know they'll be different in the year and you can really simulate photographs and those are creating photographs out of nothing although mm -hmm. i know you can prompt with using other photographs yeah. but they're still generating the imagery uh even though they're being prompt they could be prompted with other photographs they're gener generating the imagery sort of um from scratch or whatever mm -hmm. they do this is uh, the photoshop stuff i'm sure is also grabbing information from adobe servers because you got to send it to their servers right and and they've they've but, set up a vow to kind of protect the artists that are yeah and i don't there. know how that's oh oh you mean for their stock yes for their that, stock work for the yeah. stock yeah yeah i know they said that they're going to sort of you know be able to tell people that these are ai generated pictures i don't know how they're going to do that and i don't know if it's going to make a difference because but i don't want to get into that it's another story okay sorry um but you, they, they are starting with the pixels that are in your picture already so they're pulling that out okay i'm looking at your picture to figure out where things belong and then and then adding to it, and I'm sure they're doing some other special sauce on the sides as well. Uh, and I was just, I was pretty amazed. There's a beta version. Uh, yeah, and I, again, I think because it's starting with an original image, um, your image perhaps, or someone else's image, and adding to it, I think that, I don't know, I'm, I'm beginning to think that that's going to be more of the issue in the future than the mid-journey stuff. But uh, I could, you know, I'm sure they'll both be issues, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get into that now because it's a whole, that's a whole nother discussion for another time, and it's everybody's talking about it ad nauseum. But I just wanted to mention it though. I think it's it was, uh, you know, I've been working with Photoshop for a long time. The filling part, you know, like if you need to fill in stuff, um, 
And again, I was thinking about for restoration. It'd be interesting for doing restoration of images of old stuff, but restoration right. is in quotes because, you know, it's pulling in data from somewhere. Anyway, wanted to mention because I've been playing with it for the, for the past week. Other thing I've been playing with or actually doing, which leads to the topic tonight, which I thought was kind of fun. Um, first of all, I want, to, I want to say I've, I've was been reading this book, uh, L'Artigue, The Boy and the Belle Epoque. Belle Epoque, yeah. Belle Epoque? Belle Epoque. It's separate words, but in French it means... The beautiful it, age or beautiful, beautiful time. Beautiful era. Beautiful yeah. era. And uh, it's it's really interesting. I mean, it's it, we're not talking about L'Artigue tonight. Did you want to talk about him again because uh, and anyway this is his journey as a photographer when he first started out from child to roughly you know like 18 or 19 it covers a period of time in uh france before world war one so that time period where everybody was dressed beautifully and they're having a good time in france and he's running around photographing Right. whatever he's photographing all these great things it's a it's it's so it's really nice because the book is narrow to that period of time mm -hmm. so it gets a little bit of insight to that time in france which i thought was interesting prior to world war one the book is like i said is covering him from being a teenager but one of the things that i got really interested in as i was reading it not only i mean the photographs they're so much fun he had such a good time with his camera mm -hmm. um was that he was uh journaling his photos or he had a photo journal and a, I want to call it a photo album. I want to call it a photo album, maybe in some cases a photo album, but basically what he would do is because he was photographing with his uh, glass plate camera, he had to wait to get the, to develop the pictures. But what he would do is after he took the image or sometime soon after he would open up a notebook and he would literally draw what he saw. And he would write all these notes about the photograph and the time period and whatever was on his mind. And he actually did, because he had training in painting, he was, I think he was always a visual artist, uh, he was able to draw out the photograph, which he yeah. believed he captured. There was really one well. page that you sent me uh, over the, um, over our Dropbox of, he drew little sketches of the race cars that were in this, uh, I guess racing along this road and just the wonderful detail in the pencil sketch that he did. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he got like the perspective, the right. Real talent, and, yeah. and whatnot. And then in other parts of his book, he also would make prints and tack them in there. And, you know, in a sense, like a photo album, he would write captions or point to things on them. Actually, there was one drawing he did. I didn't show this to you. Uh, I can't find it at the moment. I won't do it, but where he was, he loved to photograph airplanes at that time because of, oh, yeah. you know, the, the golden age of flight, you know, and, yeah. and, and he, he, on his page, he drew these little like individual snapshots of an airplane. So like step, 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 step as the airplane was doing a maneuver in the sky. Oh, and then very he, cool. and then he bolded one and he put an arrow to it and said photo. So he knew what the plane was doing and he knew uh, oh, what he angle. He created the sequence and when he, he created the sequence and he bolded the one that he took a picture of. I thought that was fantastic. Wow. Was great. That's, that's like uh, storyboarding in Hollywood. Storyboard. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, so, so the timing of this, and then uh, someone reached out to us and I will, this will be on a future show, but uh, it was Harper Collins um, uh, reached out to us and, asked me if we wanted a book i like when they reach out and because we can review books and it was this book called things you wanted to say but never did by heloy concepcion right and it's a photographic journal it says a photographic journal to process your feelings you're not alone now i i i looked through the pdf of this before i got it and i was like you know they actually, then i said yes send it because i'd love to review this yeah. and maybe even eventually get this uh photographer on our show um, which hopefully we can do. I think we can, but it, it came in as a journal with, uh, photographs, um, that have been some pictures of silhouetted where the people are sort of removed from it, I guess, to sort of incorporate yourself into it. Mm. But there are these prompts on these pages and, and there's lines to encourage you to write in the book. And, you know, there'll be a picture on the opposite side and it's and on the writing. Here's one I pulled out. It says the things that I can't remember terrify me the most. 
and then there's space for you to write on the other side. And I guess these are sort of visual prompts. Oh, um, the idea, I, I guess, for this is to process feelings using um, Mr. Concepcion's photography. There's also some, there are these pullout, I'm not going to be able to show this because we're on a podcast, but on the back there's three pullout postcards to encourage you to, to pull them out and send them to somebody. But anyway, so there's two things sort of randomly came in about photographic journals. And I thought I would like to talk about that, the idea of a photographic journal and what that is or what it could be mm -hmm. and what it, what it would be like to make one. And I don't know, anything that just comes up about it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to wrap my head around it because I've kind of, the way I work, it's all discovery. Like I go to a place, I go to the street, I go to the Midway at the Calgary Stampede. I'm going to the rodeo this coming weekend, the small town rodeo. And it's just whatever I discover, I photograph and then I piece things together after I've shot. So that's fine if I'm keeping just keeping a diary of what I've shot. But this sounds like an opportunity to organize thoughts around the work that you're doing and use those thoughts written down in combination with your photographs to help send you in different directions or at least maybe provide a better way for you to to reflect on your own work, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so there's real value in that. When you brought it up, and uh, I guess late last week, um, yeah, it really got me thinking, what is it that I could do? Um, and I wanted to talk about, because uh, I am shooting the small town road. It's the same rodeo Mark Ryerson and I did the uh, the book on. Mm -hmm. Hills Lake Stampede. Um, and since since we produced that book, I've had this kind of, um, not cynical, but not exactly completely positive kind of um, photographic feeling about the Stampede because we thought we, you know, did a good job in creating what we did. And I've sort of got the been there, done that's about it. <laughs> so I'd, I'd like to be able to rejuvenate my experience of being mm. there and shooting. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about this photo journal, I'm thinking that is a way that I can reflect and look forward, get some ideas before I go, instead of just walking around like your average street photographer and capturing what I can. I know the place really well. I know the the subject matter really well. Mm -hmm. Let me concentrate mm. on stuff that I hadn't concentrated on before because I was so hemmed in or Mark and I were hemmed in by what we wanted to do for the book. I don't have that constraint now. So what else could I do that might make things interesting? Well, I'm, I'm curious how you're going to apply this, but before we go into that for a second, you, you um, I want to just uh, bring in the idea that I've, I've done a photo journal before I've started a million journals. I got them, I got them everywhere. They're, they're places littered with journals, but I never did a photo journal like in physical form. Mm. I've done it with apps. You know, uh, what's the one that it uses a lot? Day One is an app that, that actually draws um, information from your, from your phone. Like, you know, if you post something on Instagram or something like that, it pulls in that stuff and then um, consolidates it and then prompts you to, you know, if you have the notifications, it prompts you to write about it. And I've done mm. it a few times. I never really stuck to it. Uh, because I don't know, I don't have a, because I just, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't have something, but the idea of doing something that is not digital is kind of what I wanted to, to go over because, mm. uh, you know, it would be very easy to do something in digital format, but the idea of like, even what you're talking about to reflect on your own images, um, you know, being able to sort of cut and paste and put things into a book and, and then look back at them. And I'm wondering about what so then to sort of go into a question about what you want to do is you do you want to pre-visualize in a book form what you want to do do you like i, I had this vision as you were talking like you pulling yeah, out well, pictures from your book that you already shot and and pasting them into a book and then writing notes down about things or 
sparking ideas. Well, that's one way to do it. I hadn't even really thought about that. So I'm kind of grappling with, because this only happens once a year for three days, um, there's no time for me to have a little collection of images to reflect on and help me decide what direction I want to go. I want to use this as a pre-visualization tool. Now, if that's part of the ethos of a photo journal, good. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm not any kind of sketcher. Like, uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to <laughs> yeah, neither. Stick make the in. horse so <laughs> it looks like this and his, you know, his legs so stick what? out in I impossible mean, so directions. Could, no, if I know. It, if it's only a note for you, then it doesn't matter. It's not like you're writing it for the world. But, but yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, I want it to be more, you know, I have a feel, it's feelings, right? What do I want? What's the feel of what I want to do? You know, our book was part documentary, part sport, part portraits. And it was kind of a, a an accessible way. It's a little more abstract than looking at, you know, holiday snaps, but it, it it's the images together are supposed to give you a feeling as someone who's a little bit more of a casual viewer a feeling of what it's like to be at that rodeo. Mm-hmm. And I think we succeeded in that. I don't need to do that here. So I'm thinking I want to go more arty, a little more abstract, a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, feeling about, make it about power, make it about beauty, make it about athleticism, uh, make it about humanity in a kind of a deeper way. So how do you, how do you see a journal doing that for you before? I can also see it, helping afterwards like after you get your images back to sort of like you said well, reflect on them and 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 you know write down notes or feelings or something about a picture but what's it going to do before and i'm imagining you're, if you're going to do this you're going to have a before and after as yeah. well because yeah, if you're going to so, do a journal then why not well to to because i know the venue really really well i know where things going to be are where things are and what time it is and where the sun's going to be and all of that been because of our research before we shot it for the mm-hmm. book um i have some ideas in mind for close ups of different parts of you know the bull as he's bucking and that sort of thing and more of an abstract um energetic visceral feeling about a bull ride for instance or a saddle bronc ride that's got a little bit more grit and a little more abstract aspect to it as opposed to you know here's a bull rider doing his thing and we're all gawking watching him hoping he doesn't wreck um, it's it's a little bit more uh, i'm trying to pull a little bit more out of it so that the image is a little bit more arty a little bit more so again, how how is how is a, how is a, what are you going to do with a journal? How is that going to help you? Well, it's going to track. It's well, in in a lot of ways, it's just going to be a list of compositions and okay. locations and timings for when I'm going to do these things, so I don't forget. Gotcha. gotcha. I'm looking at it that way because I can't. What else could I do, right? Um, right. You're not going to. I'm armed with a lot of information beforehand. Yep, yep. And then I can I can do little sketches of, yeah. you know, here's where I want to stand, here, you know, can I get behind the shoots for this one? Oh, I got an idea for this or that or whatever. And um pictures of, you know, the boys that are standing on the edge of the chute watching, looking over, watching after their buddy who's just gone out on a ride and the look of concern on their face. Sometimes is can can be, and that's sort of the humanity part of it. I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try for compositions like that. Yeah, oh. right. Um, those sorts of those sorts of things. I want to make it tighter. I want to make it more confined. So those those are the kind of ideas of that that are kind of getting the juices flowing. So if I can record those in a journal, and I have three days to kind of catch it all, and on those three days, I may not capture everything I want in one day, but I have three to do it. So I can, you know, I tick this one off. I tick that one off. Yeah. See, I'm picturing you taking like your, some of your files from your book and printing them out small, whatever kind of printer, because it doesn't matter what quality it is, just something as a reference and then like tacking those into a book as well. And then using those as reference to the new images that you'll do and somehow creating, uh, you know, you know, I don't know, some sort of, pictorial analysis of a picture 
knowing yeah. you and yeah. and and you know dissecting it a little bit like draw, even drawing on it or something like that yeah. and then yeah. using that as a template in your mind for for an, a, a similar maybe not a similar shot but or a similar situation or something oh, an, like that. an evolution of and I'm very big on what worked and what didn't yeah yeah going this down and then we can distill and maybe it could be a multi-year project right you know, here's the pictures yeah, it, I took in 23 I go back in 24 with my refined notes uh, I would be energized because I will have I will have a purpose a photographic purpose to be there and to shoot but separate from the book because I've just I've, I've been relating the the rodeo so much to the book it's you know I gotta get off of that you know it's been yeah I'd be curious whatever. to see what you would write about your you know the whole process too like I mean a journal can be many things it can be a, a daily diary or you know just to blow off some, you know, uh, creative energy, uh, keep notes, you know, so that you don't forget them and come back to them and stuff like that. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, like for myself, you know, <laughs> you know what I really loved was the um, the Grail Diary in uh, Indiana Jones and um, the Holy Grail. Did you remember that uh, his father, uh, Sean Connery? Oh yeah, yeah. With all Sean the Connery had a, had a Grail and, Diary, and in fact, there's actually a big business in creating prop diaries that are. Um, uh, re well, reproductions they have the of that. Little leather tie on it. Yeah, but even with the pages, it. the pages reproduced in it. And what I loved about nice. that in the movie was, you know, Indiana Jones opened it up and was flipping through it, and and uh, his father Henry Jones had, you know, cut out um, illustrations and did drawings and you know notes and the maps and stuff like that, like a journal journal. You know, it wasn't just a, you know, today I did this, today I did it. It was just a recording of things. Uh, and I think he said in the movie. <laughs> you think uh, Indiana Jones asks him, "Do you don't you remember such and such?" And and Sean Connery says, "I don't have to remember. That's why I have the diary. I put it in there so I don't yeah. have to remember." Yeah. And I like that idea of like a uh, um, sort of a well worn book where you stick things into it and uh, and, and write things down. Now with Lartigue's thing was really interesting because I don't know if he was pre visualizing. I don't. Not all of his diaries are in here. <laughs> But he certainly was like remembering what he photographed and then and then writing about it. And uh, um, I like sort of that that combination. I I I, I said I've, I started like writing diaries, like you know, and I still have them now and then. I just I don't never get into them. But this all of a sudden the idea popped in my head after seeing these books in front of me about well, it'd be kind of fun to do it on my own with a mm -hmm. with photos too and words. You know, I'm not so successful yeah. with just the with just the word part. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I went out, you know, and this is me doing the, <laughs> getting very enthusiastic. And so I got a moleskin, moleskinier, however yeah. you pronounce this, moleskin with an E yeah. book. Uh, and I ended up buying one of these little, um, what is this? An HP sprocket printer. It's a two by three cordless printer and it creates two by three prints teeny tiny ones that are stickers and you can stick them in the book and it's yeah, a great idea it is and so oh i know what i was gonna say so you know i just produced the zine of the pictures in my neighborhood yeah. uh one one two one eight and that was i think that was sort of the also the um the seed of the idea because that zine is sort of my visual diary of the neighborhood right and right. uh sharing it with people it helps them remember the neighborhood or say so, you know to help them uh look at the neighborhood in a different way and i realize that that's what i'm doing photographically and i would think oh you know there are things i like to talk about in about the pictures but i didn't want to include it in the in the zine in the sense of i didn't want to spend time writing and actually, I don't right. think anybody cares. And like, it wasn't really a book about my writing, but it's like, well, well where can I get that opportunity mm -hmm. to do that? Uh, and, you know, lo and behold, journal, journal, journals popped in. So, um, so that's my idea is to start this. And I did, like I said, I didn't want to do it electronically. Like I've done it electronically, right. but it's, I don't know. There's, no, some there's something about actually writing that, that he, the physical act of writing is so much more satisfying than tapping on glass, which as I get older, I get worse at. Yeah. Well, my, my handwriting is pretty bad because I've been tapping on glass 
yeah. for well, various too, but I, at least I can read my own writing, I think. Yes, and that's who you're writing it for, right? Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> the thing that the thing that I might be tripping over is, you know, from our walking together in Manhattan, I don't like to talk when I'm shooting. I don't like to think in words. Um, I just I'm trying to see. Now I had done like some fashion and some arty modeling kind of stuff uh, in my twenties. And I did record, I did, I did create a list, a posing guide, um, for that work. Really? So oh. I can do that. Yeah. It's in, I think it's in with my negatives. Um, did you draw out the figures or no, I just said, oh, just no, oh, I I just sit yeah. this way, toes facing West down flat on the floor, arms around the knees, head down. Um, light coming from the top right or top left, whatever. Mm. So I was, it was just like a, 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 you know, natural language guide of where things needed to be. And I didn't think to draw. I didn't, it was kind of interesting that I think I, I'm not felt that I wasn't good enough an artist or whatever, however you want to put it. Mm. Mm. Uh, so, so I can do a posing guide. So in a lot of ways, this is going to be similar to that. It's going to be kind of a dry, it's going to start out as a dry okay. listing yeah. of things. Um, and, and some of the material that you sent me, it's all very poetic of, or a lot of it is very poetic. There's an image and it's sort of like, uh, you know, think of myself in this, in this blank space and, you know, be grateful that whatever. And, and it's, I don't, have those feelings or mm -hmm. thoughts, uh, even when I'm producing the images. Um, so it will be, it will be different. It will be kind of a cold accounting of what it is that I'm doing. And if there's a, if I hit, if I am successful with my idea of making this more arty or more interesting from coming from a different angle than street, um, I'll be really happy. And maybe some of those kinds of feelings and expressions will come to me mm -hmm. maybe yeah you know as, as you were saying that i'm thinking like the um that idea of plopping in one of my pictures onto a page and and staring at it and and just being able to either come up with something to say about it or draw about it i'm not a good drawer either but even just like doodle or that free form you know what is it bright brain kind yeah. of yeah uh that's actually the thing i wanted to mention was that you know when i think about the difference between electronic journaling and and uh and doing it in paper is almost a right left brain kind of thing and not i don't you know if anybody's going to journal and they want to journal electronically which i've done as well i'm not putting it down at all i just wonder there's like you said there is something about physically doing something having having something in your hands and expressing mm -hmm. we all sort of grew up drawing with crayons, you know, really sketchy images, which yeah. is actually, they were quite beautiful if you actually look back at your old work because mm -hmm. we were more not concerned with the way things looked. And if to be able to approach a journal in that way, I mean, there's the analytical part too, which I was also saying like, I, the journal can be anything and it can contain anything. It doesn't have to be one right. thing. Like I was even thinking, one of the things I tell my students is like, uh, yeah, I don't, well, you knew this, when you were doing our photography and film days, you, we had no way of recording the metadata, as it were. You'd have right. to actually write it down someplace and then <laughs> compare it to your negatives, right? Yeah. Uh, and, or even things like a, you know, a depth of field scale, right? Which most lenses don't have these days. And this idea of like taking uh, your camera and, and, and photographing things and recording on a piece of paper eventually maybe even dropping in the pictures you know printing them out and putting them in and like you know coming up with a depth of field scale for each lens that you do i mean that's sort of the analytical part but there's also the creative look at what the camera the, this lens can do for me and you have it there um but this idea of a freeform expression to uh work with imagery and and you know part of me also thinks like like it's a scrapbook as well you know yeah um, I pulled out this picture and I can't remember who you, this photographer. Do you know who that is? Uh, it's a it's picture a of two horse people. Horse P. Horse, does it? No, it's uh, not a horse. I can't remember the photographer's name. I'm sorry. I'm pull, uh, there's a photograph from the 
30s that is one of my favorite. It's a uh, couple. They look like they're on a um, on a diving board looking out at the sea. And it's kind of, and they're not looking at the camera. They're looking um, outwards. And there, it looks like a horizon in the sky. And it's, it's just one of my favorite images. And I've been wanting to sort of, well, why is it one of my favorite images? You know, what is it about this? And I can speak it. But, and I can remember it, I can think about it, but I've never written it, written it down. Right. And to throw this in a book and just write down free-flowing ideas of this stuff um, mm. just really intrigues me. It was like to, to, to do this kind of, pro I won't even call it a project, because I don't think, like, if, if this is something that we start, it, why would it end? It's not like I'm, not, right. you know, coming to some yeah, sort you're of... you're not uh, fulfilling... Uh, for, yeah. yeah, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. So I, I got very excited to want to start this and uh, and see where it goes. And I might feel that I have a better chance to do some sort of journaling when I get to include photographs on paper uh, rather than um, the not, you know, right. uh, which is one of the things I'm uh, looking forward to. Like and just being able to, I don't know, spend time with an image or what what comes up and again like i said you know electronically paper words doesn't matter but i'm just you know i'm really intrigued by the by the idea of doing it in, in a physical form yeah well that sounds great um, yeah so yeah I, and i'm you're a little bit envious there i think i might see if i can't ask the uh the finance committee if there's any room <laughs> in the coffers for a print and what does it make it's a hp hp sprocket Sprocket. Sprockets. Sprockets. <laughs> now on time. Uh, Sprockets when we dance. Yeah. <laughs> Touch my monkey. Okay, sorry. I that remembered all oh of that. Oh my God, sorry. there was one episode that makes me laugh. Anyway. Your order has grown tiresome. Um, <laughs> Next time with Sprockets when we dance. <laughs> what must the Germans think of these people? Oh, I don't know. They, they, who knows? But anyway, um, sorry, I was, I was, I interrupted. No, that's that, that's fine. It's, uh, you know, you, you get inspiration from everywhere. Yeah. Um, um, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just, I was just, you know, trying to reflect on uh, processing what you're saying with turning it from a cold accounting of of. Um, of what I want to do and shooting it. And then I'm, I'm really, I think I'm pretty good at looking back and saying, okay. And I said it before, here's what works and here's what doesn't and a real direction on where I can go next. Um, and I think I can do that. And I might even be able to do that on the day, like just with chimping. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not, this direction is not going to go. And I mentioned that way back in when I made my trip in the blog post I put up for the Unusual Collective on my trip to Mexico. If things are not going well, don't, you know, if you you have an idea of what it is you want to shoot and it's not working, you can do a course correction. I mean, you're still there. And if you're, you want to come out of a trip with some kind of images that are going to work for you and that speak to you and speak to others too, but really it's all about you. Yeah, you yeah. know, creating the images. Yeah. Oh, and one thing I was going to say, you're, you're talking about um, negatives. Well, I, I have my, and I think I showed you my old negative file from, as in my early 20s or mid-20s, and I, I had written down, basically it's, uh, you know, the na the number of the film, what it was, what development I used, the timing, temperature, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then just this narrow column of what's on this particular roll of film and i can tell from just from those half a dozen words of what's on there i know exactly what's on those negatives really really yeah so the, those what are, you wrote a lot of them are from 88 yeah. yeah absolutely because i spent time with them printing them and then the frustration of you know ux underexposed ox overexposed or i'd i type or type I'd write grrr, you know, like <laughs> disappointed myself with uh, with the way I exposed it, and um, so I was. Ha and that was one reason why I, I stuck with T Max four hundred because it seemed to tolerate underexposure quite a bit better than Tri X. People yeah. love Tri X, but I never. I just. I think I just missed that generation. 
you know, as you're saying that, thinking like with me and Fuji, Fuji cameras, I've got all these different film simulations in them. And, you know, there's the in, internal reasons why I like this or why I like that mm -hmm. version. Um, but I never thought about like uh, even writing down what it is I like about those things. Like it, it spins around in my head and I know it, but to spend some time writing it down, what it is about the these colors that uh, I resonate with and, and yeah. with the subject matter. Uh, again, maybe another opportunity to, to be able to write that to a journal. But the other thing that you said before about being able to go and reflect on it, you do that well anyway. It's one of the things I don't do very often is go back and reflect on my own photographs, even though I want to. And I do sometimes like, but not as a sort of a way to learn or move forward or whatever it is I would want to gain from reflection. Um, mm. You know, I, I, I sort of tend to look back at the things and say, oh, that's interesting. But to actually sit there and spend time with it and, and you know, a journal seems to give that opportunity, not for every picture, but for certain kinds of photographs that have some meaning in whatever way that I want it to have meaning. Right. Go back, look at them, you know, even a month later, like, you know, print out a picture, paste it in there, write a little bit of something on it, leave it, go to the next page, keep going, and then maybe come back a month later and then having had that time to to the, that picture existing in the world, come back to it and how do I feel today about it? What is it about right. the colors that I like? What is it about the, what is it that I want to do again? Um, there's something in that Again, you're going back to the old days when we had to write stuff down in yeah. order to record, you know, your the poses or that you knew what was on the on the roll of film. And now if we don't really do that, maybe we maybe some people do. I don't want to make a paint a No, it's just picture, by date, but, folders by date. That's all I have now. Well, they become files. You know, we talk yeah. about photography as files these days, which I really drives me crazy. You know, they're not files. I mean, that's what in some technical way that they're called that, but we've, you're right. We, we've turned them into these things. And how do we get back? How do we get that back? How do we get back the tangibleness of photography? And we, we, we talk about printing books and zines and uh, making print prints and getting everything into the third, into the real world. Uh, yeah. Journaling is like that. I want to go back to, to Lartigue again for a, a moment, because one of the other things that came in, in the book was something that they did Back then, when they had the, um, these were the box brownies that they were using, and they would get the prints back, and occasionally people, as a family gathering, would get together on a weekend or a Sunday, and they would and they would um, put the pictures that they got into an album, but they would do it together as a, a community mm -hmm. family experience, whereas... Yeah. Um, and I thought about that in relationship to a journal. I mean, a journal I know is a very personal thing and not necessarily thinking about like sitting down with somebody and pasting things in my book, but it's a one, one part about that, that I was like, wow, we don't do that anymore no. <laughs> because we don't print, we don't have the, there's no um, occasion for that really. But you know, my shelf is full of photo albums cause you know, we grew up and my wife grew up and, in the time when there were photo albums and people put, you know, glued those things in and those terrible pages that you can't peel off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but or that the idea corners. of the, the, well, the corners, yeah, great. But those, remember those, I don't know if you had those photo albums with that, those glue lines in them, those yeah. little strips and you stuck them in there. Now you try to get them off of there and no. it, it peels the picture off. It drives me crazy. But anyway, that experience of a photo album, and again, a photo journal is not a photo album. I mean, you know, it's although it no. could, it could be. It's for tracking creativity, not for presenting the work. Right. Yeah. But again, it just it, it struck me as another thing that we don't do with our pictures. We we're, we've become very isolated. I think for the most part, although we there are exceptions to that. Like you and me are putting the zine together, and we spent last Monday on Zoom. Yeah. collaborating using what was it uh, Miro, Miro this app yeah. that uh, where you can put down imagery or draw things out is a collaborative platform on the web but it worked well for us to drop pictures down there and have this sort of collaborative 
talk about it. And in a sense, almost like that was putting an album together. I and mean, we were yeah. actually, it's kind of the same thing. That kind of experience uh, in conjunction with journaling, like this collaborative old timey kind of thing, um, it might be something worth spending more time uh, doing. And there was something else about albums I wanted to talk about. Uh, you know, I was looking on I was looking on YouTube for like, did anybody else do photo albums? And Ted Forbes had um, displayed a few. I, I'll put the link to the show in the, the show in the show notes. But when I did a lot of looking, there was not very many. It was all about how to make a journal. You know, what kind of book mm -hmm. you get, and then pasting things in, and you know, that all kind of sort of blended in together. And it wasn't quite what I was trying to get at i think it was more wanting to go towards the the lartigue style kind of thing or this just idea and then you sent me a link of these sketchbooks that these uh, student artists did that was just yeah their works of art in their own right actually yes well i want to say that because that would be another way to you know if one is brave enough to then photograph your you know your own album with your notes in it and share that it itself as a photograph you know, that would be part of it. Like, here's your picture, and here are the things that I'm thinking about this picture. That would be an interesting thing to do. Those art, those those art students, those were. Oh, um, that's a great idea. Actually, what? I'm not, well, no, about individual pictures that would come out of this project or come out of the rodeo. I can take my original note, or the original note was setting it up, and then have a spread on here's this image, and here's why good, here's why bad, whatever. And then any kind of poetic spin that mm. I could take from it, or any kind of creative, um, creative expression that comes out of that, and in what direction I might want to go to expand on that particular, image, it's a great idea. Ah, cool. So <laughs> I'm I, well, no, but I was thinking like how I because I, I really want to leverage this. I, I really want to do something with this with this journaling idea. And, and, you know, and I want to do something better than, like I say, this cold accounting of what I want to shoot. Yeah. Turn it yeah. into something that's, um, and, and that's be something actually that, useful. And it might be something that you're willing to share parts of it with? Oh, yeah. No, I have no yeah. problem sharing it. You just have to be able to read my writing, and you might not be able to. It's all Usually you can read writing. Well, you can also read writing based on, you can f kind of figure things out in the context too. Yeah. I noticed that, like I look at my, I look back at my writing, I was like, oh, I, oh, what did I write? Oh, but I see it in the context of this, I get what I wrote. But uh, I'm opening up my, my Moleskine uh, journal, take a look at it. I decided to buy one. Well, first of all, it's just one of these basic, it's like a four, five by seven or five by eight one. So I didn't get one too small and I was actually gonna get one that was bigger and I decided I didn't want that because I thought, Something this size I can actually stick in a camera bag or right. something like that. I might be uh, carrying around. I also got one with blank pages. You know, there's the they so have the no lines of, or no whatever. lines or dots. I was actually was very close to getting one with dots because I thought the dots would help me line up the picture. Yeah. And then I realized I don't want to do that. Like the whole point of this is to get to the other brain part where I'm not being analytical. And I think once I have dots. I'm right. liable to center the picture or make sure the picture goes on these, you know, is not crooked or anything like that. And I think that takes away from the whole idea of it just being something that you cr I, I create and whatever. If it's crooked, it's crooked. It doesn't matter. This is not about display of yeah. pictures. It's about coming up with ideas and feelings and thoughts and, and whatnot. So I, I, I will say that it was kind of a, you know, a gimmicky thing to buy this little printer. Um, I figured there were probably other ways I could print. I mean, I do have a big, you know, Epson printer. I could probably get to print those on those, but I didn't really want to spend the money on those things because um, it's expensive to run that. Well, we've got an HP printer that, you know, I could just put them, put a bunch of images of what I shot into a, like a contact sheet looking thing and print it and cut them and stick them in the album. Yeah. You know, it, it, that would be a great idea and you know even as you're saying that you know people used to put notes on contact sh contact sheets yeah you know with oh, the grease, the grease pencil, pencil. Oh, the man. grease pencil i had a know, red one and a black one i had a red one i had a yellow one which i used uh for those people who don't know where the grease pencil is <laughs> i don't know what it was made out of but it was this very cosmetic material <laughs> cosmetic material which you could write on all kinds of surfaces with it was almost like a crayon on steroids 
and the way you um, you sharpened it, you could sharpen it, but it had this um, piece of string that you would peel back and it would rip part of the layering of the pencil off. And then you would peel this layer off in a sort of a spiral, a spiral. That's how you describe it. And then that would free up some more of the, the uh, material that you used to write with. And they still, they still make them. They're still, you know, I think carpenters, I mean, everybody uses these things, but you would use to uh, draw on your contact sheets how you wanted to crop or you would square off the print, um, the frame that you wanted. And every now and then you'll see sometimes uh, shows of photographers who will display their contact prints. And so you'll see a whole, you know, 36 exposure roll of black and white, and they'll have grease marked the uh, the ones that they want to print, or they'll show the crop marks on it or something like that. Um, and to have that kind of thing show up in a journal, too, because, I, you know, it's that behind-the-scenes thinking. Like, that's kind of what I want to get at. The, mm. What goes on behind the scenes? You know, Barry and X wrote a book um, that I plug all the time, and I'm forgetting what it is name of it off the top of my head but i'll link it in the show notes where he talked about the making of all these pictures the, the the thought process that he would go through in the making of a photograph uh one of his own photographs and i kind of like that as you know in the sense of a journal and some of the stuff that you're talking about doing at the uh, at the rodeo could fit into that you know the the what is the thought process and what you want to do and what you want to create mm. um anyway it sounds like a great idea and i hope to that when you do this that there are some things that you can share um i want to do this and i'm really curious about maybe photographing these things and sharing them with uh with whoever wants to see them i'll post them someplace but i really want to experiment with this because I, I think you know this might be a way for me to actually journal and be you know really get into it and not have any agenda as i'm making it you know I, you know right Process feeling, sure. Talk about lenses, fine. You know, whatever, whatever comes up. And then well, I'm getting some gear ideas, like um, because I I'm I'm limiting myself um, for this rodeo, and I've done it before, where I just use my street cameras, and I rented I rented the Fuji 40 to what is it 50 to 140. That was a mistake to try and turn that camera into a sports camera. It was terrible. Oh, but I'm yeah. not going to do that this time. I've got a Nikkor 135mm um, and on one of my adapters from Ornus Photo. And that's like <laughs> or, 207 or millimeters. Sponsor. Yeah, exactly. It's the equivalent. It's a 2.8 lens, so it would be like a 207mm f4 kind of feeling. Mm. And... That would be a long, that would be the long end of what I would normally use for a telephoto. And because the street camera is so slow in comparison to my old Canon 7D, which is what I shot the rodeo with, with the, for the book, um, I have to be very careful and pick my marks, pick exactly the composition I want. And if it's during a uh, bucking bronc, you know what? Um, I'm up, I'm up for it. <laughs> you know, I can... Like I said, the, the the frequency of a bucking uh, bronco is is once per second, so it's not it's not like watching a train go by at 150 miles an hour. <laughs> it's right there and it's moving. It's an organic thing, and you know you could do your best to capture it. And the manual focus part kind of appeals to me God, too, because yeah. that's what I used to do. So there's a bit of heritage there, and just uh, trying to trying to limit myself and make it. Make it hard, you know, make it difficult. Try and sing higher notes. Oh, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. E flat. Are you going to, um, uh, when you go to this, are you going to, now that you're thinking about it, bring the journal with you or is something that you're going to? Oh, yeah, I'd have to because there'll be, I would do as many notes as I could before I go and then on the day shooting Yeah. what yeah, I captured and a feeling a feeling about it and trying to maybe trying to leave space on the page for an image that would go in yeah. stick on later and would you scrapbook with this too yeah absolutely like put put other kind of images in it or things like that yeah. that you want to that sort of remember yeah and it's okay so uh we'll do a follow-up maybe in a little while okay uh see how far we get with this um this thing that we want to both do 
and we're we're both doing it in very different ways. I think so. I'll be very curious yeah. about that. So, uh, yeah, and, and with any uh, creative pursuit to horribly paraphrase Ed Harris and Apollo thirteen, failure is an option. <laughs> if, well, so what would if we, it doesn't I, work, it doesn't work. It doesn't and, work. It doesn't work. Know, right. Yeah. But that's not that's not the point. The point is the pursuit of it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's an interesting and different way to, you know, keep my, I mean, keep my interest up. I really haven't done much shooting at all since I came back from New York, done some other the speed skating yeah. and yeah. some other things, but nothing really, n nothing really that kind of nourishes the, uh, the creative soul. And so I'm yeah. kind of, well, I, the more I'm thinking and we're talking about this, the more excited I am about taking this on. And I also, I, again, this, I must have mentioned this ad, ad nauseum on this show and previous shows, but this idea of going back and reflecting on my own work, which I know you do and I don't, and thinking maybe this is one of the ways I can, I can see what happens when I do and like what are the, right. what are the benefits for me to go back and look at work uh, or even, um, you know, like I've written, I've written journals and I haven't looked at them, you know? <laughs> Like my even my written ones, I haven't gone back and looked at, um, which I hope I think I don't know what the point of a journal, a written journal is, is, is just to get something out. Maybe not necessarily go back and look at it, but it's always interesting to go back and see the progress if there's or uh, to see a progress or a um, uh, a, a sort of line from where you started to to where you're at at All the right. moment. And uh, I, I want to give that a shot. So yeah, okay, well. We'll check in in, you know, a couple of months, I think, okay. where right. we go at. Uh, and and that being said, to segue into into this, since we're, it seems like we've we wrapped the thing, I'd like to hear what people who are listening to the show think about photojournaling. <laughs> but Antonio, how, how could they possibly do how that? How could they possibly do that? Well, I found uh, a cool service. Where you guys, our audience, you lovely people out there, can actually call in and leave us a message. And uh, first, I'll give you the address. It's speakpipe, S P E A K P I P E dot com slash street shots. So speakpipe.com slash street shots. You can go to that website from your phone, from your desktop, wherever. You click on it and you can leave us a 90 second voicemail. Um, and the reason it's 90 seconds is because I got the free version of this, play, you know, so if you, whatever you can say, say it in 90 seconds. Uh, if not, you can, you can always leave a second message, but I would love to hear, I think we'd both love to hear from you guys, all the listeners about if you guys have a photo journal or what you would like to see in a photo journal, or if you just have questions that maybe we could throw into our next show and answer and have a question and answer period with you uh, the audience actually asking us something so we're building on this you know i think it's kind of cool what do you think ward i think it's a great idea and it's a way to kind of i'm hoping a low friction way to interact with our audience which you know we do get uh we do get comments um to our our posts and you know, they're one or two sentences. They're like, I like this part. I like that part kind of thing or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. this is a way, this is a way for, for us to, you know, just we're in a verbal medium. It would be great to hear, uh, use a verbal medium to hear from our audience. So yeah, yeah I'm really looking forward to it, forward, forward to it and to being it. able to interact. Me too. And so, uh, so drop us a, drop us a call at, uh, speakpipe.com slash street shots and uh if if you want we'll put we'll answer a question on the air we'll do a we'll do a q a thing or we'll just play back your great comments to everybody else um so anyway thanks for giving it a shot so ward where can everybody find you out in the world ward you world can ward? find me well at uh, this week weekend on the june 3rd 4th and 5th or is it next weekend uh, it's, it's coming up soon anyway june 3rd 4th and 5th i'll be at the handhills lake stampede where if you're local to the calgary area and you want a cultural event 
You'll find me there. Yeah, you can't you can't miss me. And the nerd walking around with a camera and the Tilly hat, and you can't stop me. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Ward Rosin Photography, and you can find me on Instagram and Vero at Ward Rosin Fine Art. Oh, sorry. No, you can find me on Twitter and Vero at W Rosin Photo. You can find me on Instagram at Ward Rosin Fine Art. Um, I sell my fine prints and the rodeo book that Mark Ryerson and I did that we've been talking about tonight on uh, rosin.ca. That's R-O-S-I-N.ca. And I have my small business called Ornis Photo. That's at O-R-N-I-S dot photo where I sell um, um, our seven artisans lenses and lens adapters for Fuji and Sony and Sony E and Fuji X and Sony E. And they are our, our unofficial, unofficial sponsor. sponsor. There we go. <laughs> so that's me. What about you, Mr. Antonio? Uh, AM Rosario on Twitter, AM Rosario on Vero. No Instagram, but you can see me at AM Rosario. Just don't follow me because I don't want you to get hacked. Rosario photo on Facebook and amrosario.com for my website. And uh, what else? I, I don't want to list the education site yet because I want to talk about that more, but uh, probably next time it's up and running. Uh, but uh, I'll post that next time. And other than that, that's it. That's Those are the things you, that's where you can find me. You can find me writing in my journal, too, starting probably tomorrow. And we're working on a zine, so maybe... And we're working on a zine, yeah. We'll put that out, too. Yeah, and uh, I already have a zine out, but... Uh, for another time so anyway thanks for joining me tonight Ward always a pleasure my friend always a pleasure it was and for everybody else who are listening to us thank you for joining and listening and uh, promise the sound will be better uh, won't fade in and out I promise I promise hopefully everything will work out alright so see everybody in a couple of weeks and have a good night Ward see ya good night good see night see you later <laughs>